0: You're listening to episode 45 of One Minute and 43 Seconds, a true Unsolved Mysteries podcast. Welcome to the show. Should we just, like, blow into this?
1: I'm kind of curious because you kind of talked this one up. Okay.
0: So, Elaine, you know what I say every time I introduce a case. Yeah. What is it?
1: Like, this one is really crazy. Yes. (laughs) Something like that.
0: Well, it is. All right.
1: This This one one. is crazy. (laughs) Now... You have never heard a case like this one before. <laughs> there are there are wild
0: stories, right? I mean, there's different types of mysteries. There's ones that are completely baffling, and you just have no clue what happened, right? hmm And no theory seems to make sense. Right. This particular case, in my opinion, I'm honestly split, like, three different ways. Uh, What could have happened? And I'm interested to hear if you guys have heard of this case before. So I will say that today we're going to be discussing the 2005 disappearance of Ray Gricar.
1: Okay. The name is not familiar to me right now.
0: I'm going to insert Cricket. Cricket sounds in between that <laughs> little pause. I I know what happens. You guys are probably going to hear. You might hear some of the details. Amber, you may, in particular, just because I don't know. I feel like you. Yeah, Amber will super absorbed <laughs> in the true crime world. But anyway, yeah, this one it's just there's so many details and so much information. Ooh. So we'll go ahead and we'll get started. And I will share, I'll try to share it in the best way that I can. I've got pages of notes here. And yeah, we'll see what direction this discussion takes us. And I, I can't wait to hear your thoughts. Okay. <laughs> All right. You guys ready? Ready. Yep, I'm ready. All right. This is Ray Gricar.
1: Hmm. Let's see him here? Okay. Mm-hmm. Pretty average looking gentleman okay (laughs) um okay oh good i'm glad you shouldn't judge on on, judge a book by its cover but he seems nice
0: okay i'm (laughs) glad you think so all right Uh (laughs) uh-oh no 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 he's yeah no 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 um go ahead so yes Thank you. So Ray was born in Cleveland, Ohio, on October 9th, 1945. He attended the University of Dayton, uh, where he became interested in studying law. And he became interested in studying law after he worked as an intern for the prosecutor's office. And he would actually go on to be a prosecutor. In 1969, he married a woman by the name of Barbara Gray, And together they adopted a daughter named Laura, Laura, L-A-R-A. I assume that's pronounced Mm Laura. They moved to State College, Pennsylvania around 1980. And Ray was going to be a stay at home dad to their daughter, but he was eventually offered a job as a prosecutor's assistant for Center County. And then just under five years after that, he was elected as the district attorney in 1985. Okay. He's reelected again in 1989. So just a little bit of a timeline. 1991, Barbara and Ray get a divorce. Oh. In 1993, Ray is elected again as district attorney. Which I guess this isn't, this isn't like the presidential election, right? It's just like, you can keep running, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So
2: anyway,
0: 1993, he is elected again as DA. Now, 1996, we have some notable events in Ray's life. First, he gets married for the second time. And I wasn't able to find any information about like his second wife's name, if it's out there, I just couldn't find it. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, sadly, Ray's brother, Roy, who lives in Ohio also, well, he lives in Ohio. At this point, you know, Ray had moved out to Pennsylvania. But his his brother is still living in Ohio in 1996. Anyway, he disappears.
1: His His
0: brother? brother? Yes, he disappears in May. For about a week. Oh. Basically, they find his car. It's located near a bridge. And a week after he disappears, they find his body in the river. He told his wife he was going to go buy mulch and he never came back. And it was actually ruled as a suicide because his brother was severely depressed. Oh, no. So 1996, Ray gets married for a second time. His brother passes away. It's ruled as a suicide. His body's found in the Great Miami River. Mm -hmm. Also, in 1996, Ray campaigned to make the district attorney position full-time. Because at the time, it was part-time. Okay. he was successful. So, he was then full-time as the district attorney.
2: Okay.
0: Now... He was reelected again in 1997. Put a bookmark in this right here in 1998. Something significant happens in 1998, but I'm going to skip over it for now. And yeah. I, will come, I will come back to it. Okay. And you, you will understand. Okay. Yeah. All right. So in 2001, Ray and his second wife get a divorce. Eventually he starts seeing another woman by the name of Patty Fornicola. And this is going to be who Ray is with at the time of her disappearance. But they, they're not married, but they start dating and they've been together for a few years, obviously after 2001. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now we go to 2004 Ray announces that he's not going to run for re-election. He's going to retire. He's 60 years old by this point, but he just decides he wants to retire. So this takes us to the day in question that everything changes. And that's Friday, April 15th, 2005. So none of this sounds familiar to either of you guys. Oh, it doesn't. No, not yet. It's interesting for me to hear that because it's actually a pretty high profile case. It's been featured on some, a lot of stuff. It's like, it's gained national attention. So I'm surprised. Friday, April 15th, 2005. Ray is scheduled to work, but he actually decides to play hooky that day. And he calls in and says he's going to take the day off. <laughs> okay. I love left- yeah. So around eleven thirty a.m., he calls, and it's unclear. I think, according to some sources, it sounds like he stopped by his office to pick something up, but he decided to take the day off.
1: Wait. So he was not um, yet retired. At he this point, to, he
0: yes, not he yet. Had announced he announced
1: he would retire.
0: That's right. He was planning on retiring. Um okay. But his. Term or whatever, I guess, was still going. He just wasn't going to run for reelection. Oh, okay. So it's 1130 a.m. And he calls his girlfriend, Patty. Mm. He says he's going to be taking the day. He went out for a drive in his red Mini Cooper. This is something he liked to do, apparently. He liked to go on drives and things like that. So she, he tells his girlfriend, Patty, that he's going to be driving... And hitting up some antique shops, because this is something he liked to do in his free time is go antiquing. So he does that right when he says he won't be home till late. Okay. The day goes by and obviously she's getting more and more worried when he's not coming home. Well, Mm -hmm. he never comes home. And she eventually reports him missing later that evening around 11.00. 30 PM. So this is like 12 hours after they speak on the phone. Mm -hmm. The next day on Saturday, April 16th, 2005, they discover Ray's red mini Cooper in Lewisburg, Pennsylvania, and it's abandoned at an antique shop. So they comb the area around, but there was no sign of Ray. Now the car was locked and the phone, his phone was in the car turned off. Okay. And as, as far as I understand, this is a work phone. I'm not sure if this is the yeah. only phone he had. I think it was. But anyway, some details about the car. It's parked, abandoned at an antique shop in Lewisburg. And this is actually near some bridges that are over the Susquehanna River, mm. which obviously reminiscent of his brother how his brother's car was found similar circumstances, but I promise you there is so much more to this case. Okay. It's not as cut and dry. So yeah, the car is locked, phones in the car, Ray's keys, laptop computer that was issued by his company and wallet were not found in the car.
2: Hmm, Those went
0: missing with him. That's weird. Curiously there was cigarette ash located on the passenger's side on the floor. And the car also had a very strong odor of cigarette smoke at the time the police located it and opened it up. Now, Ray hated cigarette smoke. He did not, he did not smoke himself and he actually actively hated it. His family says they're certain he would never let someone smoke in his car. But here we do have his car with the odor of cigarette smoke and cigarette ash on the floor of the passenger side. And the way I've seen this described is it could have been like somebody who could have been sitting in the car and smoking. Mm-hmm. It could have also been a situation where somebody was leaning in the passenger side and smoking. But still, who ashes it on the floor? yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, because normally you tap it off, right? And you would just do that on the ground or out the window. Mm -hmm. Right. It doesn't just fall while you're smoking willy-nilly. Right. I don't know. I'm not a smoker. Unless you're very, um, I guess, I
0: don't want to say careless. Yeah, I guess, careless and just let Mm -hmm. the ash fall wherever. Mm -hmm. Yes. All right. So... The next day on Sunday, they bring over helicopters and bloodhounds to search the areas surrounding where his car was found. No sign of him. There were also, to everyone's knowledge, no threats made against Ray. I mean, because let's talk about the fact he was a district attorney. Mm -hmm. He prosecuted some bad people in his day. Oh, yeah. So of all the jobs one could have that may put them at risk for somebody getting angry enough to do something like murder someone that, that could be one of them. He has people who might want to do. him. Yes. Yes. Maybe, but there were no known threats. He didn't confide in anyone that somebody had threatened him. Okay. However, he was a very private person.
1: Yeah, maybe he just didn't say anything. And he kept his
0: own calendar. Just a fact about him. Um, Another fact about Ray, he had disappeared once before and not been in touch. But nothing like what we're talking about, right? He basically called off work and drove somewhere to go to a baseball game. And, like, didn't tell anyone what he was doing.
1: Did he tell his wife? Um,
0: I have to look up the exact details of this.
1: Is that so? That's not what happened in 1998? No, it isn't. Okay. (laughs) Oh, we're going to talk about it. (laughs) What I do remember
0: is that he took off to go see the baseball game and didn't tell anyone enough to the point where people were worried okay eventually he got in touch or something like someone got a hold of him somehow and like
1: yeah i would have been real mad just being careless i guess and inconsiderate apparently yes but this time he told people where he was going and that he would be antiquing yes and that he would be back later is Hmm. what he told his
0: wife or girlfriend excuse me okay um, all right, so I'm going to continue on to the timeline and then we're going to go back to 1998. Okay. So, you know, I said there was no sign of Ray found around his car. Meanwhile, his daughter Laura or Lara and his girlfriend they speak to the press, there's like a press conference, and they make appeals for him to come home. You know, okay. the typical thing, like, they're very upset and they're very concerned. Um, but it sounds like they're holding out hope that, you know, he just got caught up in something and he's going to be home. Yeah. Let's go to July of 2005. And that's three months after Ray is last seen on April 15th, after he's reported missing. Mm -hmm. There are some fishermen in the river and they find Ray's laptop. Oh, in the river. Okay. Um, it is obviously very damaged and the hard drive from the laptop was removed oh yeah Mm. now actually the hard drive so the laptop is found by fishermen in July of 2005 two months after that they find the hard drive oh in the river Yes, like a hundred a hundred yards from where the laptop was found two months prior. Oh. Okay, they tried really, really hard to get any sort of data off this hard drive, mm-hmm. but it was it was they weren't able to because it was too damaged. Oh, okay. Now go back to a little bit before his disappearance, right? Somebody at Ray's house, presumably Ray had internet searches for how to destroy a hard drive and how to, it was like the two searches were how to destroy a hard drive. And the other one was like damage to a notebook computer.
1: Oh, interesting. And he searched this on his home computer. Right. Someone did. And I so, can only
0: yeah. assume that it was him because I don't think his girlfriend would be looking at that. I mean, I don't think his girlfriend would be responsible. That's just not a theory I've seen. I mean, of course, anything's possible, but. So she's I mean, not
1: really a suspect here?
0: No. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he was seen at the antique shop, which we'll get into later. Like, okay. he was spotted over there, like, browsing the store and. Obviously, his girlfriend wasn't with him. I don't know if she has, you know, a job or something, if she was working at the time. But I have to think, like, she was had an alibi, you know? Yeah. And she was the one that reported him missing later that night. So, yeah, I don't see it. Yeah. So somebody's in the house searching for ways to destroy a hard drive and damage to a computer. It was also rumored that Ray had spoken to some co-workers about this like asked how to do that or get information off of a hard drive okay and I think I read something also where you know Ray was obviously a very smart man um, given his job but he wasn't the most technologically savvy so this could be something as simple as you know, he was retiring and maybe he had some financial information he just wanted off of his computer. You know, he's said to be a very private person. So maybe he's getting things ready and for retirement and just wants to, you know, make sure he clears everything off. There's that, or he could have been hiding something really nefarious. We don't know.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I wonder if he was searching how to destroy a hard drive, If one of the answers is throw it into a body of water. I don't know if that's a way to destroy
0: it. Well, it worked because the thing wasn't working when they tried to get the data off of it. So I have to think.
1: Yeah, you're probably right. I'm going to Google how to destroy a hard drive. So if I go missing, it's because of this podcast that I'm searching it. It's not like, that's why
0: I'll let the, I'll let the police know. But let's see, what do you uh, what do you get? You're gonna be on some list now, you know that, right? I know. I search a lot of stuff. <laughs> okay. I would love to see your like search history, like That would just be we'll do that another episode, maybe.
1: <laughs> the um, first thing I clicked on does not suggest throwing it in a body of water.
0: Are you serious?
1: Oh. Yeah, no. Shredding, degaussing wiping the data those are the three ones that will work ineffective is using a hammer a drill a magnet these are ineffective yeah these are ineffective and scratching the platter does it give a reason why you shouldn't throw it in a body of water it doesn't affect at <laughs> all other but than I mean, the fact it's, it's littering trying to destroy it. Trying to destroy it with a hammer doesn't work. I don't know why throwing it in a body of water would be a dependable way.
0: Okay. Well, that's helpful knowledge to have. Um, (laughs) Okay, we can... Continue. <laughs> no, I appreciate. I appreciate. No, I appreciate you looking that up because that's interesting. Why I didn't think to search that, but
1: I did actually just search about putting it in water specifically, and it said that it's a myth that that will destroy it if you just dunk it in water quickly. Um, but maybe soaking in water for a long time would. Yeah. that would probably erode at it. I would guess, but it said it does not destroy it.
0: One other thing I want to say is. No, actually, I don't want to say that. Let's go back to 1998. Okay. Okay. So this is just one of the directions that this case takes us. Okay. So Ray is the district attorney in Pennsylvania. Okay. We all know, do you guys remember in, I believe it was, it was 2011 do you remember the whole Penn state scandal with Jerry Sandusky and Joe Paterno, the football coach? You'd have to refresh me. Yeah. The no, names are familiar,
2: but details it's, aren't.
0: <laughs> so basically Jerry Sandusky, he was like an assistant coach to mm-hmm. Joe Paterno. Um, and he was arrested on multiple counts of child abuse for molesting boys. Oh, no. No. I do remember that now that you say that. And it was a huge scandal because this dude was, like, doing this for years. And there were um, questions about if Penn State knew and if Joe Paterno knew. And Joe Paterno is like, the super revered coach at Penn State. And it was just a huge thing. But so... He's arrested in 2012, right? Or excuse me, 2011. Yeah. So back in 1998, Ray actually was looking into pressing charges against Sandusky because somebody came forward in 1998 and, yeah, like Ray interviewed the, the mother of this boy, interviewed Sandusky And from what I've gathered from it, long story short, it sounds like Ray did not have enough evidence to bring this case to
1: trial. Oh no. Yeah. So I guess like
0: Ray brought in the mother of the boy who the alleged victim or whatever Mm -hmm. and Sandusky and put them in the same room Mm -hmm. and they were interviewing him and I guess the the point of this was for Ray to see how Sandusky reacted, or like how he explained things. And mm-hmm. you know, he said some weird stuff. The guy was sick, and he definitely you know did this stuff. But I don't think it's that Ray. Ray did decline to press charges against him, but it's it been explained this wasn't a decision like for any other reason than he just didn't have the evidence to do it so it was dropped okay Okay. so a lot of people point to this as a possible cover-up thing yeah you know but some people think there's no connection it's just a coincidence you know Mm. plus like what's the motive for that for hurting Ray wouldn't it be more likely they would be angry if he did press charges at the time? Right. Like what,
1: what's yeah. the reasoning? What's unless, the reasoning? Was, unless they had reason to believe he was still gathering evidence or talking to people and it wasn't on record. Uh, okay. Yeah. See, I hadn't thought of that possibility.
0: Yeah. Either way. Um. Yeah. So. He actually, so Jerry Sandusky, so this happens in 1998, where Ray passed on pressing charges after he does some investigation. Um, Sandusky retires from Penn State in 1999, but they let him keep an office. Oh. So it's really cool. Wow. Yeah. It's it's pretty messed up. You could We could do a whole episode alone on the whole Jerry Sandusky, like, scandal and but there is a connection between ray and sandusky because of the his position as the da so Mm um Mm. yeah that was 1998 okay that's what we were talking about as we know sandusky goes on to get arrested in 2011 and he's charged with all these things We've talked about why someone might want to harm Ray, given his um, position in, you know, as a district attorney. Yeah. Um, But I'm trying not to get too ahead of myself and like jumble all over all over the timeline. So I'll just say, like, in 2011, Ray was officially declared legally dead. Okay, but they never did find his body. No, he's missing to this day. He's missing. Hmm. Um, but I just, I did want to highlight that
1: in 2011.
0: Yes. Yes. There's a few things that happened. So police identified, and I'm trying to figure when this happened, I think it was around the time he was declared legally dead in 2011. Police in Utah arrested a man that resembled Ray. He really looked like, looked like Ray. And of course people, people like, Everyone was talking about it at the time. Um, and interestingly, the man they arrested refused to tell the police his identity. Yeah. Huh. So. Anyway. They, it's not here. They were able to determine. It didn't end up accounting to anything because they were able to use fingerprints to determine it was not Ray. But still. Uh-huh. It got the people talking again about Ray's disappearance. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about an anonymous person that contacted the police in September of 2015. This person's a former gang member, member of the motorcycle gang Hell's Angels to be specific. Oh, he tells the FBI that Ray was murdered by a number, another member of the gang. Okay. And apparently he was coming to the police now in 2015, 10 years after the disappearance of Ray, because he thought the guy that did it was dead. Uh, The guy guy actually was not dead, (laughs) but was living in another state or something. Okay. Either way. (laughs) So he tells the police that And I, I want to say to the listeners, this is graphic, so if this kind of stuff bothers you, skip ahead. He s- allegedly, this guy, slit Ray's throat and then took him to some mine shaft somewhere, someplace, and threw his body in there. Mm-hmm. And according to this anonymous tipper, there were more bodies in this mine shaft that this guy had killed. <laughs> wow. Okay. He just kills randomly just to kill? Well, the reason, allegedly, that this anonymous tipper says that the guy kills Ray is because Ray had allegedly prosecuted him for some assault. And he got a really lengthy sentence for it. And he was very, he was angry about that. Okay. So that's his... That's the anonymous tip in 2015. Want to hear the cherry though on the on the cake at the, the top of the cake? Yeah. This anonymous tipper won't tell authorities where the mine shaft is located. Oh my god. Okay, A- Amber, I'm interested in. I'm interested in why Amber you would say, "Of course not," because that to me, when I read that, I'm like, "Why the hell not?" Why what's the point of even coming to police? <laughs> so what why did you say of course
1: not?
2: Well because if he lied about it and then you know if he's just saying that this guy did it just uh I don't know maybe was there like reward money or was he in jail could get like a lesser sentence and maybe uh, he just made it up and
0: That's a really good point. I don't I think there there is reward money. That is a good point. I'm not sure exactly when the reward money was announced. I could find that out. But there definitely is a reward still to this day being offered for his for any information. Oh, um, so yeah. Um,
2: did they? Do you know if they ever said like whoever this guy was that allegedly killed him? Um, did they ever like say that? he was, he did prosecute him or.
1: Oh, like
2: whoever the anonymous person named, did they?
0: I don't believe so because I don't think that they had nothing except for this guy's story. Mm -hmm. um, To Mm -hmm. my knowledge. Uh, So yeah, there's that. So why don't we move on to.
1: Should we talk about. The suicide theory. Sure. Cause I don't really see where, yeah, go ahead. Talk about the suicide. No, thing. you
0: go ahead. So you don't see where, what
1: I just, I don't really buy that based on the information that you've given us so far.
0: Fair. That's fair enough. Um, so let's talk about some of the evidence. Not. I don't even want to say evidence cause it's a theory, right? There is no real mm-hmm. evidence that he harmed himself, but let's right. talk about a few things that could lead someone to believe that Ray killed himself. So the first thing is that obviously the connection to his brother, Mm -hmm. his brother ended his life. And as you know, his car was found in a very similar way to how Ray's car was found Mm -hmm. near a bridge and abandoned. Right. Yeah. And we know that depression and anxiety runs in families. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't mean that Ray was depressed himself, but he was a very private person. Is it possible he was he was and maybe the the thought of like retirement coming up was really making him anxious. So there's that Um, do with that what you will. Obviously. His brother committing suicide is not
1: evidence that Ray would do the same thing, but right also, real quick, his car was found outside of the antique shop, right? Correct. Yeah. So I think that's more just coincidence that it was near a bridge. Right. Yeah. I mean, he was antiquing like he said he was going to. It wasn't just like randomly somewhere.
0: I have a tendency to agree with you. I don't. I don't really believe believe that either, but. Yeah. Another interesting thing is that Ray's girlfriend, Patty, said in the weeks leading up to his disappearance that Ray was actually sleeping a lot. He, oh. he was tired, um, and she actually encouraged him to see a doctor about this, oh. and he said that he would. Okay. Um, we also know sleeping a lot is a sign of depression. Mm-hmm. True. Again, is it the strongest evidence? No, but it's it's something. Um, okay. One theory is that he was hiding something on his computer. He was guilty of like some kind of crime. Dare I say? Again, there's no evidence of this, but some people have theorized. You know, was he? was there like child porn on his computer and he was just like a sick person and nobody knew. And that's why he wanted to destroy his laptop. And for whatever reason, he took his life.
1: I mean, yeah, I guess it's possible. Could be possible with anyone, but it seems unlikely. Yeah. I mean, you could Um, speculate anything with no basis. I know, but it's a little bit more than no basis. I mean, yeah, I guess he did destroy his, his hard drive. And I guess that's a reason someone might destroy their hard drive. That's true.
0: Well, let's, let's touch on that point. He very well could have destroyed his hard drive, but we don't know if it was him. That's true. We <laughs> don't know if he destroyed his hard drive. His I mean, he was destroyed. He was looking it up on his computer just for the record. I believe that was probably him that was looking that up. Yeah. But another theory is that, you know, he could have had information about, you know, evidence of somebody that he was planning to use to like prosecute somebody and maybe somebody else didn't want that evidence. I saw one theory that was like, given that he was going to retire maybe he was getting ready to transfer all of his stuff to somebody else. Like whoever would replace him as district attorney and maybe they knew that was coming and somebody else wanted that hard drive gone, but that doesn't explain him asking his colleagues about it. Right. And him searching about it unless he was blackmailed. Which is another theory. This this is what I mean. There are so many. I haven't even gotten to the craziest one yet. There are so many, so (laughs) many theories. You see what I mean? You could go to so many directions
1: in this case. Yeah. You really could, yeah. Mm, Okay.
0: Yeah. So there's, again, like Elaine said, there's not a ton to go on about with the suicide theory. I mean, all we have really is that, um, is that his brother. Yeah. Allegedly committed suicide. Actually, I read something else that Ray's nephew, I believe it was. And Roy, his brother's son Allegedly, he didn't believe his dad killed himself. But I haven't been able to find out why they thought that other than the fact that they just felt that way. Yeah. Could that be just like a denial type thing? I don't know. Because it's pretty well accepted, I guess, among like at least law enforcement that Roy, his brother, it was ruled a suicide.
1: Yeah, I mean it makes sense that most people probably don't think that a loved one would kill themselves, so it would it would be very hard to accept that,
0: right? Okay, let's talk about this woman. Okay, woman. Actually, the first thing that police maybe theorized about Ray's disappearance is that. Ray was kind of a flirt, hmm. allegedly. Like he was very charming and kind of liked to flirt with women. And he would comment on beautiful women. There was a, a waitress at some one of his favorite restaurants or something. He would always ask for her because she was so beautiful, allegedly. Oh, gosh, oh
2: no. Um.
0: Uh. What else? Uh. He. Uh, he was married, you know, twice, and mm-hmm. then he had his girlfriend, but there was some other woman that he dated. He had some other relationships in there too, that like casual relationships. Um, and he actually proposed to a girl, like just off the bat, like I, after not even knowing her for like long at all. I'm not sure how long, but uh, what I'm looking at now is this article from Penn live. It must be like a Penn state affiliated um, hmm. thing. So it was in the early two thousands, I guess this nurse gray car gray car met it just says that he spontaneously asked her to marry him and oh, she said God. she said no oh. <laughs> um anyway so this woman yeah, anyway he was said to be a ladies man and mm-hmm. very charming um but also very private okay either way so the shop owner at the antique shop there were some sightings of Ray. He was definitely seen at the antique shop that day. One person said he was on the phone and it looked like he was waiting for somebody.
1: Hmm. Okay. Um,
0: or it seemed like he was waiting for somebody. And he, at some one point he actually backed his car out of a parking space and moved over and parked in a different space as if he was making room for somebody else. Okay. Cool. the shop owner Did you say what, Amber, or okay? No, I said K. Oh, okay. Because I'm with you. I'm like, what? I don't know. (laughs) I mean, could they not find another spot? I mean, was (laughs) was the antique shop really, like, popping that day?
2: There was a spot for him to move to. Why couldn't they have parked (laughs) there?
0: Yeah.
1: Wait, did he move closer so whoever he was meeting would have to walk farther? (laughs) Well, actually...
0: (laughs) So this is from penlive.com and it is by Sarah Ganim, G-A-N-I-M, which obviously I'm going to credit her Mm -hmm. in my sources, but I'm just going to go ahead and read this because it's very interesting. At 59, Gricar had a reputation for being fiercely private and at the same time a charmer and a ladies' man. So, when Belfonte police received a frantic 911 call, by the way, Belfonte is where his, he was living at the time, Ray. Okay. So, when the police received a frantic 911 call from Gricar's live in girlfriend, Patty Fornicola, their first task was to track down all the women, friends, ex wives, and lovers who had come before her. Some of them remain a mystery. Others are taking for, are talking, excuse me, for the first time about the event that has anguished and gnawed at them for seven years. Then it goes into his disappearance. It talks about the laptop that was found later in the, in the river. There have been almost 300 false sightings of Ray. She was tall and attractive. She had brown hair. And she was spotted by a shop owner walking with Brie car through the Lewisburg Antique Mall, where his, ca- his car was abandoned, on the day he was last seen she's never been identified that might be because the initial investigators didn't publicize her sightings for 13 Her sighting for 13 months when the description five foot nine with short dark hair in her 30s or early 40s was given to police they figured it was probably greekar's longtime friend and former state college television reporter barbara petito the two were close friends and Petito was a regular at the shops since her parents sold antique soldiers. <laughs> she had also been a smoker when she was a reporter in state college. Ah. Police thought that may explain a cigarette smell quote. She matched the description of the lady. So we were looking for her said Daryl Zaccagni, a former Belfonte police detective who was the original investigator of Grekar's disappearance. Petito had moved from State College and was living on Front Street in Harrisburg, working for then Attorney General Tom Corbett's press office. Investigators showed up at her house. When they discovered she was neither there nor at work, they thought it might also be the reason Grekar was unreachable. But when they called the Attorney General's office, they learned that Petito was on vacation. Police found her in New York state visiting relatives for her niece's confirmation and the lead was dropped. So police made a pub or I'm sorry, police made no public plea for the woman to come forward. And the reasoning for this, I guess is because they had so much going on in this case after the car was found and they were worried that the sighting would lead to the suspicion that Greek car was having an affair
1: yeah but like shouldn't you explore that ankle right right that's
2: not their problem if he was having
0: an affair i mean yeah i mean it sucks but the dude's missing you have to explore the possibilities yeah so Hmm. anyway apparently he was seen with a woman so who is this woman
1: interesting It's also interesting that he is willing to be with a woman who smokes, uh, even though he supposedly hates smoking so much.
0: Now, when you say be with a woman, do you mean like romantically be with a woman or do you mean like have her in his presence, like meeting up with her?
1: Well, that woman that they were talking about, the reporter, she. um, They were romantically involved, right? The one they thought he might have been with. No, they, they weren't were rom- talking about. They their- weren't
0: romantically involved. They were friends, as they far as anyone, friends. as far as anyone knew, they were just friends. But the woman, I guess, the woman he was seen with, they speculated mm-hmm. maybe it's her because of yes. the description of her and the smoking and that they were friends. So, and yeah. the antique, the whole antique connection because of her parents or whatever. But they tracked her down, and she was. Not even there. So she yeah. denied yeah. she denied being with him. So who was that woman? Because it sounds like this is a pretty credible sighting.
1: Yeah. The shop
0: owner saw him there.
1: Yeah, that seems like a pretty significant clue.
0: And it's a shame that the shop owner who or anyone else couldn't see, like, did they leave in a vehicle together? Or like, you know, what happened after that? Right. Of course, they have no reason to, like, sit and stare at these people. They don't know this is about to happen, but still. Yeah. Yeah. So next time we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about Ray's finances. We're going to talk about these blackmail allegations. We're going to talk about a book. And we're going to talk about a potential theory that Ray walked away from his life. There's a lot more things that'll make you raise your eyebrows than not. Okay. So you're definitely not going to want to miss that. Thanks to all the listeners out there who are with us for another case today. And we look forward to seeing you next time for part two. One minute and 43 seconds is dedicated to my number one fan. Thanks, Dad. I love you,
1: and I miss you.
0: This podcast has been approved by Skipper the Cat. Right, Skippy?